know, when I was in Bible college, sleep became a whole new priority. You remember college? I mean, there was no parents, no bedtimes, no wake up. I mean, no parents, right? So when I was there, I had no early morning classes. I had learned that part of it. But the light would still always wake me up. And so what we did is we used a layer of like those really thick black trash bags to cover the windows. But still, light seeped in on those early mornings. And so what we decided to do was coat the inside of the window after that with a thick layer of foil and then more black trash bags. And at that point, literally, a nuclear explosion could have happened outside and we would have slept right through it. There were times I would wake up at some points and I didn't know if it was high noon or midnight. I had no clue. In our dorm room, there was no day. It ceased to exist and I would fall asleep. And when I woke up, I had zero understanding of whether I was awakening to a sun or a moon. I lived and I slept in complete darkness with no understanding of the light outside. Now, when I was 18, that seemed like a good investment. In hindsight, those silly stories kind of get, you know, an eye roll from adult me who's lived some life. In college, living and sleeping in the dark, when it's light outside, that's not a big deal. But the problem is, when we live like this spiritually, not knowing the light from the dark, there's a real concern when, as Jesus followers, we are asleep in the dark without any understanding of of the light that's going on around us. And today we're going to ask some very difficult questions. There's going to be some convicting moments in today's sermon. And I want to remind you that there's no condemnation that sends us away from God. Conviction calls us toward God. Because many of us, if we're honest, are spiritually asleep in the dark. When God is calling us to live lives of purpose and meaning in His light. Today, it's time to awake, O oh sleeper. That's our theme today. And what, and what I need and what we need is a wake-up call. You know what a wake-up call is, right? It's time to stop being spiritually asleep and to wake up to God's destiny that he has for you in your life. A, a wake-up call is different for each of us. Have you noticed that? You know, you know, some of you, you have the old school digital alarm that shrieks like a banshee and jolts you with so much adrenaline. There's no way you're snoozing after that thing goes off. But then there's the rest of you. You know who you are. You're professional snoozers and you spend your morning nine minutes at a time, right? Some of you don't need alarm clocks because you, you've trained yourself. You wake up at the same time every day. Others of you don't need alarm clocks because your kids wake you up at the same time every day. And there's this new crowd. They have the smart alarm that slowly wakes them up at, at the most opportune time. My college dorm room, and that was, that was that darkest Gollum's cave, it came with a roommate. And my roommate, this fella needed two alarms. He had a small beeping watch that would go off for 10 minutes to kind of get him aroused from his sleep before the screech of the big alarm. The problem was that tiny watch just beeping that woke him up over the course of 10 minutes, hopefully. Yeah, it woke me up right away. So while Sleeping Beauty was over there, sleeping soundly through 10 minutes of beeping, I would lay there just seething at the beep, beep, beep. What happened was we soon both discovered that while he may be able to sleep through a beeping watch, he couldn't sleep through a a hailstorm of laundry and books and whatever else I could grab and hurl into the darkness, pitch into the pitch black void, toward the direction of the beeping. We all need something different to wake us up. 
And a spiritual wake-up call is no different. Perhaps what's going to wake you up from your spiritual sleep is different than what will wake me up. And what will wake me up is different than what would rouse you from your spiritual slumber. And that's the challenge of today's message. You see, Orchard, we need a wake-up call spiritually. God has a destiny for each of us. And we are slumbering through it based on our indifference to God's ways and, and our tolerance of our own sin. And so we need to stop sleeping in the darkness when we're called to his light. The question is, this is the question, what is it that will wake you up? First, let me deal with the question, what, what do you mean we're spiritually asleep? First, let me define, define what it means to be, to be spiritually awake based on the Bible. It discusses this. You know, Jesus, the light of the world, he came and he draws all people to himself, to his light. And to those who come to him in faith, the Bible calls them children of light. The children of light, living in the light. Their past is forgiven in the light of his amazing grace. His light in our presence gives us clarity on, on how to prioritize our life and how to live. And, and there's the light of Christ that illuminates our future and gives us hope. Listen to how Ephesians 5.8 puts this. You were once full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live, therefore, as children of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Once dead in spiritual darkness, raised to spiritual life in the light of Christ, now living in the light of what pleases our Savior. But at some point, this child of light could be lulled back into spiritual darkness and slumber by the seduction of sin and the indifference towards God. Now, hold on a second. I am not saying that this person loses their salvation. Good deeds and works didn't earn you your salvation, and I don't believe they can lose your salvation. Our salvation is based on Christ's work and God's grace, not our human behavior. But the Bible talks about spiritual sleepers. The Bible talks about churches who have fallen asleep and implores them to wake up. The Bible talks about people who claim to follow Jesus, and yet it's hard to follow a person when we're still in our spiritual beds of indifference and sin. And so there's two main ways that we fall asleep spiritually. Get ready to write these down. Way number one, we fall asleep spiritually by indifference to God's way. And number two, by tolerance of our own sin. So let's look at these two spiritual sleeping pills. First of all, indifference to God's way. Did you know that when Jesus walked the earth, he, he didn't call people to, hey, come down front and pray a prayer, and that was it? What did Jesus ask of people when he came into contact with them? Jesus most often encountered people. He would say, come, follow me. It's, it's, it's throughout the Gospels. In fact, John 12, 26, he says, if anyone serves me, they must follow me. Like following Jesus is what we're called to do. When we're born into the light of Christ by giving our lives to him, you, we, we are called to follow Jesus from that point on. Remember, salvation isn't the finish line. It's the starting line. And then we follow Jesus. He leads us into light, into a destiny that brings purpose, that brings hope, and that brings peace. But what happens if a person stops following? And Matthew 13, 27 talks about things in our culture that rob us of our wakefulness to God. It says this, The worries and cares of this world and the temptation of wealth. These are what rob us of our wakefulness. What this means is a person awakened to God and, and God's calling, but somewhere along the way, their priorities begin to be the cares of their life. Their priorities begin to, begin to be the worries of, of what's going on and the lure 
of materialism. In other words, they become more aware. They become more awakened to the cares of the world. And because of this, they become more unaware, more dulled, more indifferent to God's way and God's destiny and God's purpose for them. The cares of this world and the desire for materialism have a great impact on our spiritual lives. And this is when, when our hearts are more concerned with our saving account than our saving grace. When our minds are more consumed with our family vacation than our family salvation. When our eyes are more focused on politics of earth instead of the policies of heaven. When our ears are more open to anger at other people instead of the cries of the needy. When we are more interested in what fun things we can add to our life instead of asking how can we lay down our life for others. We fall asleep to God's reality when we stop investing in eternity that will never fade and instead invest in a temporary life that we can't take with us. There are priorities in heaven that God wants you to prioritize in your life and indifference moves them down the list as the cares of the world and the lure of materialism move up the list. So the question is, like where have you become more concerned more awakened to the cares of this world, the worries of this world, than the purposes of God? Where have you become increasingly more interested in the world and in our culture than in heaven and eternity? Where have you begun to to want more and more materialism and less and less of God? Because chances are, it's in those very places where you've become increasingly indifferent to God's way and the destiny he calls you to. You see, we are spiritually asleep because of our indifference to God's way. That's the first one. And what about the second one? We're spiritually asleep because of the tolerance of our own sin. A person who comes to Jesus and follows him into the light is free. But an interesting thing can happen if we don't keep ourselves in the light. We begin to carve out private little sins, private areas that others don't know about. Like my dorm room, we black out the windows of our inner world so that no light of conviction can get in and no one else can see in. We need to keep it all in the dark so we can enjoy our pet sins apart from the light. Oh, and in fact, we've learned to be really good actors. We can go to church, we can go to work, we can go to family functions, and through it all we smile. But in the privacy of our own heart, we protect our pet private sins. We close the door. We want no interaction with our private world and the light of Christ. And we can sleep away in the dark while the world of light goes around us. So we go back to that first verse in Ephesians 5 where we are called to be children of light. And it goes on to talk about how how we tolerate our own sin. Verse 11, Ephesians 5 verse 11, do not take part in the worthless deeds of the darkness. Instead, bring those things to the light. Now that you're in the light, like don't, don't fall back into the deeds of the darkness. Don't fall back into the things that you had done. Don't be seduced out of the light by sin. Don't retreat back into your old lifestyle. Don't create a private, private life where, where you have those private sins hidden from the darkness. Don't fall back asleep in sin. Sometimes alarm clocks, you know, they're, they're small and they're quiet. And sometimes they are loud and alarming. And this principle here about tolerating our own sin, this should be an alarming wake-up call. We all, we need this in our culture. 
The Bible is clear is that if that we are pursuing holy lives, fighting against sin, confessing where we fall, and standing up again to walk in the light, even after our failure, it's when we give up that fight. It's when we fully give in to our sin that we just pass out spiritually and slumber. And John, the disciple that Jesus loved, he had this to say in his letter, 1 John 1, 5 through 7. Let's break it down. He says, this is the message we heard from Jesus. Like, this is what I heard from Jesus. I'm going to tell you now. God is light, and in him there is no darkness. God is light, there is no darkness in him. And therefore, because of that, we are lying to ourselves. We are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on in spiritual darkness. We're not practicing the truth. If we say we love and follow Jesus, but we, we're asleep in spiritual darkness, the indifference to God's way and the tolerance of our sin, we're, we're kidding ourselves here. We're lying to ourselves. We're not practicing the truth he called us to. It's not a matter of if we sin. It's a matter of is if we consistently bring it into the light of Christ. Ask his forgiveness, repent and turn and live a life in that forgiveness. It's important to not grow accustomed to our sin, to get used to our sin because our hearts get calloused and God's conviction, we don't feel it. We're not grieved by our sin anymore. But in the light, those things are cleansed off. To all this, Ephesians 5.14 ends with this. He says this, he's a wake-up call. Ephesians 5.14, awake, O sleeper. He tells us to rise up and let Christ's light shine on us. So Orchard, it's time to awaken from our slumber. It's, it's time, to, time to live in, 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 in the light of Christ. Because if we are spiritually asleep, we don't look or behave or seem any different than a person who's never received Jesus for salvation. They're, we look no different than them. Meaning, if the believer and the unbeliever, unbeliever are indistinguishable because the believer is living a lifestyle that is no different than the unbeliever. Both are in the dark. One, not spiritually awake. The other, not spiritually alive. And in Revelation, the final book of the Bible, Jesus had words for an entire church that fits this description. They know Jesus as Savior. They've received his spiritual life, but they've grown indifferent to God's ways. And they tolerate their own sin to the degree that they look just like everyone else around them. Revelations 3, 1, to the church at Sardis, Jesus says this. He says, these are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. That's Jesus. And Jesus says, I know your deeds. You have a reputation for being alive, but you're dead. And Jesus says, you, you claim this public reputation that you're alive, but I see privately who you are. In other words, you, you claim or you tell others that you love Jesus and you follow him. But Jesus says, I know your heart. I see your heart. I know the overflow of your faith and it's lacking. You're not spiritually awake. You may think you have some people fooled, but you're asleep. And what does Jesus tell them because of this? In verse two, he says, wake up. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of God. Wake up, awake, O sleeper. You say you are a believer, but you say you know me. You say you follow me. But I see how you behave. I, I, I know your motives. I know your heart. I see your pet sins. I see your indifference to me. And I see your tolerance 
to your own sin. You are asleep and it's time to wake up and strengthen yourself. He continues in verse three. Remember what you have received. Remember what you've heard. Hold it fast and repent. I mean, he's imploring them. Remember what you've heard. He's imploring you. Remember what you heard. Remember what you've received and and hold on to it despite what the culture tells you. Remember that Jesus is the way and he's the truth and he's the life. And remember that even when the world tries to tell you that there's unlimited ways to God, that Jesus said that no one goes to the Father except for through me. Like remember what you've heard. Remember what he said when you received it. Hold fast to it. Hold tight to it. Don't let go. Don't fall asleep. Though the culture will call you any number of names and mock your antiquated morality, do not let go of the calling that God has put on your life. Stay awake. And he, Jesus ends with this warning. That like an alarm clock, he says, but if you do not wake up, like if you remain asleep, I'm still coming back when you least expect it. And there's a variable here. He says, but if you do not, like it's up to you. In other words, the alarm is sounding and you can snooze. The choice is ours. Either way, he is returning. We'll be awakened someday. We'll all be awakened someday to the reality that Jesus is king because we're going to see it. And what the world needs, what a world in darkness needs is for people of God to wake up and walk in the light and be children of light. Awake, O sleeper. In our slumber, we've been captured and we've been chained by the enemy. We've been chained by indifference and we've been chained by tolerance of our sin And our enemy loves to keep us chained up. No freedom. I'm going to play a video for you that some friends of mine made previously. And I'll just tell you this. I want to give you a warning. Parents, this video is too gritty for my five and seven-year-old. And so if you're watching with your kids, perhaps this is a good time to push pause and let them go have a four-minute break. I know your kids love to watch my sermons there in your living room, but perhaps you just give them a four-minute break. And in this video, we're going to see some believers who are chained, chained in indifference, by their, and by their sin. They're chained by their enemy, our enemy, who loves to keep us out of the light. You'll see a prophet come and he'll declare freedom and he'll be, he'll be struck down and he'll bleed for the liberty of others and their release. He bleeds so they can come to, to their own, to freedom in him. And as you watch this, I want you to feel, I want you to resonate that it is time for you to wake up to the chains of indifference and the chains of tolerating sin in your life because you have an enemy. And you may think we're just asleep, but we're in chains. It's time to wake up from the one who wants to keep you quiet. Wake up from the one who wants to keep you muted. Wake up from the one who wants to keep you afraid. Wake up from the one who wants to keep you angry. Wake up to the one who wants to keep you distracted. Wake up to the enemy who wants to keep you asleep. It's time to awake, O sleeper. Let's watch the video.
day Before his children left the promised land In search of their own way They kick and scream like wayward sons And always wanting to sleep And dream away these evil days In hopes that God can't see to wake up. And, and there's three ways I want us to wake up in 2021. Three ways. Write these down. First, number one, wake up in our morals. Wake up in our morals. We wake up by basing our morality on the content of the word instead of the culture of the world. Let me say that again. We wake up by basing our morality on the content of the word instead of the culture of the world. Isaiah 50, 20 tells us clearly that a time will come where people will say that things that are evil are now good. And the things that, that God declares are good, well, those are now evil. It goes on to prophesy that, that people will call the, call the darkness light and they'll call the light dark. And here's the bottom line. If we're gonna claim to be woke, be woke to the ways of God. Know what he claims is good. Know what God claims is light. Know what he says is dark. Know what God says is sin. 
Be woke to God's ways in this culture. And let's not, let base, let's not base our morality on the culture of the world, but instead base our morality on the content of God's word, which means we have to know his word. And this is one way we wake up, by knowing and reading his word. I'm reading through the Bible again. This is the, the third year in a row I'm doing, it with, I'm doing it with my closest friends. And without the community of them, I don't know if we would all make it to the end. And I know we wouldn't have the discussion along the way. So, so go and download the YouVersion Bible app and start, reading, start, start a reading plan with your friends. Like get a community. It's all right there. Every day you can check it off or however you do it. If you want to re- read, however you want to do it. Get into God's word. Let's ground our morality in what he says is light and dark. What he claims is true. We wake up by basing our morality on the content of his word instead of the culture of the world. That's number one. Number one, wake up in our morals. Number two, wake up to our idols. This asks me, whom have I given authority to in my life? What out there or who out there has the greatest influence in my life, my worldview, and my character? Because the reality is, whomever has the greatest influence over your worldview and your character, that's where we're bowing. And the Bible is clear. If we are bowing in any place or any person who is not God, it's called idolatry. A false God that we have given authority to in our lives. And here's some clarifying questions to ask ourselves. Which has greater influence in my worldview, the media or God? Who has greater influence in your worldview? Who has greater influence in your emotions, the media or God? Who calls the shots in my life, my own desires or God's desires for me? Who has more influence in my heart, my vices or my God? What hills am I known to die on? Are they political? Are they cultural? Are they social? Or are they spiritual? Who am I bowing down to by giving away the greatest amount of influence over my worldview, my character, my emotions? Where I've given my influence, I've given authority. And where I've given authority, that's where I'm bowing. For many of us, if we find that we have idols of influence above God, we need to ask his forgiveness. There's some things we need to turn off. We need to cut out. We need to fast from, disengage from. We need to topple the influence in our lives. And he's faithful and just to forgive us. How do you wake up in 2021? Wake up in our morals. Wake up to our idols. And number three, take risks. Do you remember that day where you were at the end of the aisle about to get married? Whether you're the bride at the back or whether you're the groom at the front, you're ready to take the plunge. Remember the emotions? Do you remember when you went to jump out of that airplane or or do that crazy thing, bungee jump or whatever it was you were about to do? Do you remember when you were getting ready to to stand up and give that speech at a memorial or or a toast at a wedding? Do you remember when you were about to go out on a limb and invest or, or take a chance and step out of your comfort zone? I mean, your heart was beating. Your, your breath was quicker. Your senses were heightened. Your blood was flowing and your adrenaline was pumping. And those are telltale signs of somebody who's fully awake, who's not slumbering. So in 2021, take spiritual risks. Awake, O oh sleeper, 
by, by stepping out in faith, inviting your neighbor to church, awaken your spirit by, by stepping out and having that conversation with that loved one about faith. Or maybe, like the verses before, maybe you have some spiritual works that are still unfinished. Step out in faith and, and give that gift. Have that talk. Make that call. Send that text. Do what God has asked you to do in the past. And here's an easy one to target. Here, this is so easy. If you're a believer in Jesus and you haven't yet been baptized, well, that's, that's step two in God's plan for you. Step one, you know, give your life to Jesus. Step two, be baptized. And so you're wondering why step 245 isn't working. Well, perhaps you go back and take a risk and be baptized. And I, I know, listen, if you're resisting baptism at this point, it's because A, you're afraid to get up in front of people, or B, I mean, it's been so long, there's some pride there. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Awake, oh sleeper, and make some bold decisions. Feel some heavenly adrenaline flow through you and say yes to what God's already asked you to do. Whatever God would ask of you, I mean, one way we wake up is and remind ourselves what it feels like to be spiritually alive by, by stepping out on behalf of heaven and feeling that divine adrenaline rush as we know we are alive in the light, saying yes to the calling and purpose of Jesus. So how do we wake up in 2021? We wake up in our morals, we wake up to our idols, and we take spiritual risks. And it is time to wake up from our indifference to God's way. It's time to wake up from our tolerance of our own sin. It's time to wake up from the fear that, that people might actually know what we believe. It's time to wake up, up to, to that lie that we have to kind of blend in and look just like everyone else. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are called out of sin and death to walk the sacred path that our Savior has set for us. We are indwelled by the Spirit of God Himself, God Almighty, who resources us with, with heavenly things. We have a calling to follow Jesus and live for him. We have a mission to bring as many people as we can to Jesus on our time on earth. And we have a purpose to love God and love people. And we have a king. We have a king whose name above all names, above every political party, every government, every power, every spirit, every kingdom. And our king, he's coming back someday. And when he does, may he not find us asleep in the dark. May he find us awake Awake, O oh sleeper, to the ways of God. Let, a, let indifference and tolerance to sin die so that we can live our purpose. Awake, O oh sleeper, and throw off the chains of your sin. Awake, O oh sleeper, and throw off the chains of your indifference. Awake, O oh sleeper, and step out and take risks on behalf of heaven. Awake, O oh sleeper, and come to the light where God forgives everything. Everything done in the dark, he forgives in the light and empowers you to go forth and do mighty works. So we awaken today. And you, while you're at home and you're about to take communion or go get communion or you're gonna go journal later, maybe you need to ask some forgiveness for the idols of influence. Maybe you need to ask forgiveness for the tolerance of your sin or the indifference. Perhaps you've had your, your morality firmly placed in how the world's culture has, has told you to, and you realize that you, ha you have a calling to a godly character. Orchard, take a spiritual risk today. It starts today. If you need grace and forgiveness, ask him. He gives it. If you need peace and help, run to him. If you need joy, he provides it. And listen, here's the truth though. You might be a little bit groggy at first. You're just waking up. You're just waking up to a new way of living. And so that's why we need to remember that tomorrow we awaken and we read his word and we plant our faith and our morality and our identity in who he says we are. And then we bow only to him 
And then of course, we step out and we risk whatever he would ask of us. It is time to awake, O oh sleeper. And I'm praying for you that, that in your time of going through this later, God shows you where you've been asleep. 2021, I don't know what it brings, but I hope for us as people, it brings a new reality as we awaken that God has asked us to go forth and partner with him in boldly changing the lives of others around us. I love you. I'm praying for you. Love God and love people.